Welcome to the QAV podcast. If you're brand new, I just want to introduce the podcast a little bit so you know what you're getting yourself into. If you've listened to the show before, feel free to just fast forward a minute or two. If you're brand new, here's the deal. Uh, my name's Cameron Riley. Tony Kynaston is an old friend of mine. He's a very successful share market investor. I'm talking very, very, very successful. He's been doing it 30 years. He's one of the best in the country in terms of a private investor. Very good uh, track record over 30 years. And what this podcast is about is Tony basically teaches me everything that he knows about investing in the stock market. And you get to listen. But if you're coming into this for the first time, you'll find that this episode, the current episodes, assume a certain level of prior knowledge. We assume that you know what we're talking about, his system, his methodology, which we explain in earlier episodes. So feel free to listen if you want to get the vibe for what's going on, but some of it's not going to make much sense unless you understand what the checklist is, etc. I recommend if you're brand new, you go back and listen to uh, Season 3, Episode 1, Episode 3 and Episode 5, where we go into Tony's background and his system and his methodology in a lot more detail. And then feel free to listen to the contemporary episodes, the current episodes, you'll understand more of the context of what we're talking about. With that, let's get into today's show. <laughs> How are you, TK? Monday afternoon, um, August the 31st, 2020. I'm well. Really good. How are you? I'm great. You had a good weekend? Yes, thank you. Played Horses golf win. yesterday, which was nice. My horse horse came second last on Saturday, so not so nice, but um, otherwise good. You haven't answered any of the emails I sent you on Friday, so I figured you had a busy uh, weekend. Uh, glad yeah, to hear. Yeah, play golf on Friday too. <laughs> <laughs> good. How did that go? Oh, Friday was good. Mm. Uh, that was just me out there having a hit, but uh, mm. Sunday was comp and the course was playing pretty hard. I uh, happy birthday to Warren Buffett. Uh, 90th birthday yesterday, Warren. Did you um, did you send him anything, Tony? No, no, I didn't. No, I was playing no. golf. Didn't right. send him anything. <laughs> did you think of him? Did you uh, say a little prayer? I didn't know it was his birthday. Did you get down on one knee and um, do a little, you know, there? thank you, Warren, uh, before your game? I didn't. That's why I lost, probably. Probably. Damn, damn it, yeah. Warren. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you got to, uh, you know, say a prayer to the gods, man, if you want the good <laughs> luck. There's an article that Bill Gates wrote on his blog. He says, so Warren Buffett turns 90 years old today. It's hard to believe that my close friend is entering his 10th decade. Warren has the mental sharpness of a 30-year-old, the mischievous laugh of a 10-year-old, and the diet of a 6-year-old. He once told me that he looked at the data and discovered that first graders have the best actuarial odds, so he decided to eat like one. <laughs> he was only half joking. And then there's a... Then there's a video of Bill making a an Oreo cookie cake with Warren's face on the top of it, uh, in like printed in Oreo cookie powder or something. <laughs> well, I remember when I went to the Berkshire Hathaway AGM, someone got up and asked a question, which was basically a bit of a tirade against Warren for owning shares in Coca Cola and uh, uh, Dairy Queen and. Uh, 
uh, seized candy and they said, you know, you, you're just feeding sugar to our kids. It's really bad for you. And Warren just looked at Charlie and Charlie just took a bite of peanut brittle. <laughs> Works for us. <laughs> just proof that money can, in fact, buy immortality, despite what they say. Yeah, um, quite possibly. Why, uh, Bill, in his, his post, I won't read the whole thing. He says, in honour of Warren's birthday, I thought I'd share a few numbers relating to turning 90 into our friendship. 30, the number of years Warren has spent sleeping in his lifetime, assuming he gets eight hours a night. 10,649 days since we met for the first time on July 5th, 1991. Two phone numbers I have on speed dial at my office, Melinda's and Warren's. <laughs> Incalculable. The impact. Which Warren one's higher? Is... Which one comes first? Though? Which one's one? Which one's two? <laughs> well, let's 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 avoid getting Bill into trouble with the answer to that one. And incalculable. The impact Warren has had on the world by committing to give virtually all of his wealth back to society. So, uh, yeah, that's nice. Good, good, good on you, Warren. And also, nice. yeah. and for people like us, who he has uh, taught, well, he taught you and you taught us, mm-hmm. so thank you to Absolutely. you and Warren. I think the world's a better place for War- for having Warren Buffett. Absolutely. You're not 90. You just look no. it. <laughs> feel, feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> Played two games of golf in three days and I feel like I'm 90. <laughs> Man, you should... You should uh, try playing NBA. The the number of games those guys play in a season. Mm, That's insane. Anyway, enough sport, enough Warren Buffett. Uh, Before we get into the questions this week, Tony, um, I've got a few questions from my emails that you never answered last week that I thought we could start with. Oh, Petal. Sorry. Sorry I need to know so I can make some investments. And, uh, you know, just sitting, waiting. (laughs) <laughs> it's all right. I'm starting to worry that's, what I pay you for. Sounded, but, you know. That sounds of the phone not ringing is me not calling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all right. I'm sure you've got more important things to do than worry about me. Um, seriously, though, uh, ATS. Now, I was looking at your most recent buy list. You have ATS on it. Can you? Uh, can we pull that up? Australis Oil and Gas, yep. Yes. Now, I wanted to ask, Master Spreadsheet, here we go. You say it scores highly, mm-hmm. has a high QAV score, but is in a downtrend. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when I uh, bring it up, looks to, on, in Stock Doctor and I look at the chart, it actually looks to me like it's in a, I don't know, a horizontal trend. Yeah, it's a bit of a Schrodinger, isn't it? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Is is that a buy right now, really? I don't think so. Just looking at it. So it became a buy, I would have thought, in... Oops, I've scrolled off the page. In uh, April. But then it's it's also gone through some low points and then some buy high... Yeah, it's become a... A falling knife almost. It's, it was a sell, I would have thought, in uh, excuse me May. And then a buy again after that, and then a sell again after that. And it just keeps going buy-sell each month, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just been more or less horizontal around the $0.28 cent mark for the yeah. last, well, since you know, April, right? Yeah. 
So my question is, that's, is that a buy? You said probably not, but in your buy list, you have it green, but with downtrend written in sentiment. So oh, I just okay. wasn't quite sure what that means. Okay, no, it shouldn't be in the buy list then, should it? Let me just check. Well, got... yeah, if something's in a downtrend, it's not really a buy, right? Correct, yes. You've got a lot there with downtrends in them. ATS. Oh, I can see what's happening. No, in my, in my uh, master spreadsheet, it's showing as an uptrend in the three-point trend sentiment confirmation. And I'm guessing that's a bit of a hangover from when it first became a buy. You sent me. I'm using the last sheet you sent me, like on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, but I don't go through and update every company oh. for its sentiment confirmed every time I do a download. You don't. So the buy list tab, you don't update every week or every day. Uh, I do, but what I'm saying is the manually entered scores for ATS, I still had as sentiment confirmed, yes. So it was showing as a three-point buy, but which it the, was back in April. But in but the I buy list, back it's, and revise it. But in the buy list, it says downtrend. Okay, we'd be getting that from the manually entered list, wouldn't it? Well, the sentiment confirmed comes from the the um, manually entered list. Let me just have a look. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's now I've changed the manually entered list. It's yes, that's right. So it was saying yes, but the manually entered data was still saying yes, but it should be a no. Oh, yeah. You So you've got column CO says downtrend, column CP on the front tab says yes. That's right. It should say no. It did right. say yes back when it right. first became a buy. Right, okay. Back in April when it crossed, but now it's been going sideways and becoming a Schrodinger. I should have gone through and made that a no. So column CO is coming out of Stock Doctor? It's, it's the automated way of looking for an uptrend or a downtrend basing it on stock doctor right. so it's either a bullish or it's yeah six months sorry six uh, five years or six months uh up uptrend yeah right okay yeah. that makes sense so when i look at your buy list i shouldn't uh, I, I i should be careful <laughs> well, like, well like i say to everyone you should you should um you know if you're going to buy something and australia's australia's Oil and gas is very high up on the list. Before you buy it, go back and check everything. I did. That's why Good. I'm asking the question. Oh, you were going to buy some, were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I was I was going down the list. You sent it to yeah. me on Thursday, I thought, and I was buying some stuff on Friday. I thought, well, there's no oh, point okay. running my own. You just sent this uh-huh. to me. Going to do it cheap. Well, but I thought I'll check everyone in case the price has gone up overnight, etc. And I'll yeah, look at right. the thing, you know. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay, good. So there's a number in your buy list here, a number of stocks. So the next one is, I think, EDC, MFF, uh, McGrath, that's a um, downtrend, uh, Shryro Holdings, SHM. Um, but they say yes in column CP, so they all probably need to be, you know, re-looked at. Okay, let me just have a look at MEA. Yeah, MEA, I think, is a buy, Ken. Okay. Let me bring it up. Just recently with its last results. Uh, so It's been a falling knife for a long time, but it's turned up at the end in the last month. Yeah, Actually okay. in the last week. Yeah. So that's so Stock Doctor says downtrend, but we wouldn't call that a downtrend. Correct. That's yeah. that's now become a buy. Yep. Good. Did I oh shoot, did I buy that one? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> what did you buy? 
Oh, out please. of interest. I bought uh, Eclipse. Yep. Uh, gear. Mm-hmm. That was all, actually, okay. last week. Oh, I was holding off pending um, just checking a few of these with you. So Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Good. So, uh, good. That was first question. What was the second question? Um, PGI. Let's have a look at PGI. Pantera Gold. Uh, in my email, I said, it looks to me like it hasn't crossed the buy line yet, but you had it as an uptrend, which now I know is coming from Stock Doctor. But um, I think it's yeah. in an uptrend. Really? Where are you drawing the second line through? Uh, so, again, it's a falling knife. So you sort of draw yeah. it all the way down. And then the the way the, the time where it doesn't go um, back to be a sell would be February 19 at 0.035. And then you've got some sell lines coming after that. You've got... May 19 at 0.016, and then uh, you've got March 20 at 0.021 gives us a sell line, and we're staying above the sell line. Okay. So I was using the second point, um, the end of June, which, you know, sort of brings me in around just under five cents, but you're Mm -hmm. saying you would bring it in earlier than that. Yeah, so this is a case where the rightmost peak isn't the right one. Right. It's going to be the one that gives us the buy, the last peak that gives us a buy line before the sell line. See how the peaks are trending up after that one? Yeah. Yeah, so that's the uptrend. Right. Okay. Rising rising peaks and rising troughs too. Right. So I need to think about some new wording yeah. the rule for that. <laughs> <laughs> So the rightmost peak is not the right peak to choose if it's uh, rising. <laughs> well, it's it's the rightmost peak has always been a shortcut for for just going through every peak, looking to see if it's a buy, sure, and whether it's crossed by a sell line. So this is the rightmost peak that hasn't been crossed by a sell line, I guess. Right. And a sell line would be coming in around two, two and a half cents? Yeah, no, exactly. Okay, so, okay. So if we take that peak at uh, December 19, that gives us a buy line around three and a half cents or maybe a little bit less. 3.3, 3.4 cents. Which one you're taking? December 19. Where's that? Between November and January. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh (laughs) (laughs) He did have a big weekend. Um, (laughs) It's the second last peak on the right. Well, I'm taking one earlier than that, Cam, because you can see how the peaks on the left-hand side of the graph are all descending. Yes. And And then then from about July, they're going up. Yeah, that's right. So I'd be, you can either take July, or I took the one before it, which was February. Oh, right. February 19th. Which was the last of the ones going down. Oh. Because then the peaks after that are going up, and so are the the troughs. Right. Okay. So, new wording. (laughs) <laughs> something, something, dark side, <laughs> fudge, fudge. 
extra fudge, <laughs> Tom Cruise fudge, and <laughs> with a cherry on top. The cell line. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Well, it's just you know, it's just it's just tracing all the buying cell lines on the way down until you have a buy line that doesn't have a like is above the cell line. It's too much work, Tony. Mm. See, that's why, ladies and gentlemen of the uh, jury, you, you need to keep listening to this show. You can't, you can't ever get to a point where you think, "Well, I know it all now," because you know there's extra fudge. You never know when yeah. there's going to be extra fudge coming along. The, uni- the universe keeps throwing different stuff at us, doesn't it? It does. Uh, well, there you go. Thank you, Tony. Another one. Uh, this is regarding our dummy portfolio. I sent you two questions. No, I sent you a question about this, but I have a second one. First question is, in our list of transactions, the very first transaction, you're saying we was, we bought IFN. Yeah, I sent uh, you a reply that just before we got came on here, I made a mistake. Oh. I added, I added uh, an IFN buy on the 3rd of the 3rd, 19. It should have been. Mm. It was already there mm. on the 3rd of the 3rd, 20. Yeah, got the year mm. on. Mm. After, after days of staring at this friggin' spreadsheet. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I made well, an error. I, it's the first thing I looked at. I was like, "Hold on, I'm quite famously well, no, quite famously um, Apollo Tour- was our first, yeah, yeah, Apollo Tourism was our first buy." I was like, "What? Did I just make that up?" No. Um, also, I noticed just before because I'm still mm-hmm. trying to reconcile this now to Stock Doctor, our portfolio oh, okay. and Stock yep. Doctor. There's no dividends in this um, frost after May. Um, and I know there's been quite a few dividends come in, according to Stock Doctor, in the last uh, month or so. So I'll need to put all those in uh, when I do the month-end reconciliation, I guess, tomorrow. Okay. I, yeah. All right. Uh, that's quite possible, Cam, because um, I've just been letting you know when I get dividend notices, and I haven't had any yet for this half. But there could right. be some stocks in our dummy portfolio, which I don't hold. Ah, yeah, that could be it. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, you know, Stock Doctor sort of has a list there. Yeah, okay. Under the income settings, which I saw, or like there's, uh, where do we go? Uh, well, Fortescue doesn't pay out till October, but recently mm-hmm. Mayfield, Mayfield, Santos, Corvest, um, Bell Financial um, back in August. Yeah, okay. so- I must have missed the Santos one because I have Santos. Yeah, okay, but that, that'll be it. Yeah, I've just been looking for them. I've just been sending them through to you when I get them. Right. Yeah. So we've, and gear too. So we've got, um, there's... Has gear uh, paid a dividend? 16th of July, gear paid a dividend, yeah. Oh, did, I must have bought it after that then. Well, I think you bought it when we bought it. Yeah, just let me have a look. When did we buy gear? Uh, 28th of May... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I haven't sent through a dividend, but I thought I was sending right. through to you. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so, so we've got um, outside. Well, yeah, leaving aside Fortescue, which won't actually get paid for another month. Uh, we've got a couple of hundred bucks in dividends. Um, no, yeah, well, six hundred bucks. Three, no, four hundred. Four hundred bucks in dividends to go into the portfolio. Oh, yeah. Well, that'll be good. It'll help boost it. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Good to know. Well, there are my questions out of the way. That's it. Thanks very much. Have a good day. Um, <laughs> Forget about the customer questions. Oh, okay. Subscriber questions. Yeah. Yeah, right. okay. Damien Parker. Damien asks, um, 
Hi Cameron, my niche is looking at small caps with strong balance sheets and uncomplicated business models that are selling unsexy commodity type products. National Tire and Wheel, NTD, is a company that I have been a long-term shareholder in. It is now the largest independent tire distributor in Australia and it just chugs along selling a much needed but unglamorous product. Even the long-established production tyre companies don't really have an advantage because not one tyre is manufactured in Australia. They all need to be imported. Yet NTD spits out cash, and over the last year it has become much more savvy with its working capital requirements. That said, it has been operating in a very tough economic environment with the AUD going against them, and now it's working to their advantage. Still, it now has massive buying power and is likely the small players will be priced out of the market. However, their recent acquisition of Tires For You, uh, not one of Prince's best albums um, <laughs> in retrospect, um, he tried to really go after the Detroit market with that album and it didn't really, didn't really work with the collapse of the American, American manufacturing, automobile manufacturing sector in the 90s. But, uh, you know, you've got to give him... Got to give him props for trying. We'll see them with a $450 million revenue in FY21 and throw an EPS of around 5.9 cents, current share price of 57 cents. In the past, it's been an extraordinarily... I don't know. Damien, by the way, I think is on the payroll of uh, NTD here. I think he's, uh, he's <laughs> doing some PR consulting. In the past, it has been an extraordinarily strong dividend payer, though this year they have passed on the final dividend because they are digesting their recent acquisition. You might like to pass this on to Tony because it does work out quite well using his scoring system. By the way, directors, founders, and employees own approximately 45% of the company. Very good, Damien. Uh, NTD, guessing, Tony, I'm have guessing, you run it? Yes, I'm guessing Damien also owns it, so he's giving it a good, uh, a good reference. Uh, Michael, Goldberg, <laughs> Michael Goldberg also told us he bought this stock as well. Yeah. yeah, so it's a, definitely a value stock, and it's getting a good score on the QIV uh, side of things. But if you look at the graph, it's uh, it's turning up now, but it's still below its three point buy line. Yeah. That's my only uh, my only question for it. And look, it's well, it's in a pretty strong it's in a unless... pretty strong upturn. So you, you know you might want to you might want to fudge things, but at the moment it's below its three point trend line. Well, if you do an extra big dose of tom cruise here and you <laughs> fudge the first four pie peaks <laughs> then it comes in yeah. yeah yeah it's got a lot of lot of peaks from a few from five years ago that are uh put the byline quite high right about nearly twice yeah. where it is right now so if you're looking at uh, if you're looking at it, uh, from the last say two or three years then definitely it's a buy in terms of its its graph but um over the five years it's still got to get up a bit higher Mm. So it obviously, well, yeah, sort of really dropped off back in uh, late 2018. Yeah, and I'm not familiar enough with the stock to say why that happened. And I, I'd be sympathetic if, like, there was some kind of change to the business, like maybe they sold, they spun something off and, and, you know, gave shareholders back some capital or something like that, and that's why the share price rebased. But not knowing enough about the business and not having researched it, I, I can't say whether I'd, um, I'd fudge this one or not. Ah, so there's uh, you know there's the familiarity fudge. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think there's a common sense fudge. Right. Yeah. But looking at it at the moment, it's definitely in an uptrend, but uh, it's a bit like the banks. I'm waiting for it to get you know back to its past uh, above its past trend line to, to make sure it's it's going to keep going. 
back in June of 18, they did a release saying they had acquired a business called Statewide. Share price bumped up 5.68% as a result of that. But then in August, they came out with their results and their share price took a hit. And then in November 18, their share price took a hit by 42%. So um, with their FY19 results came out. So. Right. Yeah. So. Or FY19 result update prediction, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm. And look, it's a small company, market cap $59 million bucks at the moment. So mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be fairly volatile. Mm. Uh, tightly yeah, so held. I, yep, that's right, tightly held. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll watch it. It scores well, but uh, not a buy for me just yet. 73,000 or 74,000 average daily traded. So, yeah, quite too small for you anyway. Yeah, true. All right. Well, thank you anyway, Damien, and I do look forward to coming down to the Gold Coast and uh, having pizza on your deck, talking about France. So, uh, no, you get all the special invites. What happened to you? Where's mine? I was on the Gold Coast. (laughs) Yes, you were. (laughs) And, uh, you know, if you'd let me know that you were hanging around, I could. Yeah, yeah, it's Gold Coast (laughs) karma. Special kind of Gold Coast. <laughs> Damn! Curse that karma. Uh, hopefully, nat- hopefully, National Tire and Wheel don't sell Goodyear tires either. After Trump tweeted about not buying them, I don't miss that. What was that? Oh, that they said not to vote for him or something. They supported Biden. Uh, no, Goodyear tires. Well, it's. It, I'm not quite sure whether this is true or or a bit of a myth, but. Goodyear Tires ran a training course telling their staff they couldn't wear MAGA hats while at work, oh, but they could wear right. Black Lives Matter hats. Yeah, yeah. Trump urges boycott of Goodyear Tires after hearing of MAGA hat ban. <laughs> Good on you, Don. Yeah. Going after the big fish, focused on focused on the big issues. That's what he is. That's what makes him. That's what makes him a legend. Focusing on the big issues. <laughs> saving his saving his powder, keeping his powder dry for the big things that he needs to work on. Uh, here's one from mm. Mark W. G'day, Cam. A potential question for the podcast. Not a sure potential if this question. Been, well, he's not sure if it's been covered before. Oh, so, okay. right. but Mark and and by the way, uh, welcome to all the new uh, club members. Um, gave them a shout out on the uh, Facebook page the other day, but um, just to do it again for the sake of uh, coverage. Uh, Roman, Lane, Andrew, Matthew, Trent and Scott, uh, this week's newest members. Welcome, everybody. And for the new members, uh, there are no, 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 no stupid questions. Only uh, stupid presidents. No, no. Um, <laughs> Feel free to ask anything. Doesn't matter if we've covered it before. We're more than happy to cover stuff again. It gives us gives us a reason to get up in the morning. Um, can you please ask Tony how long he will hold on to a stock that is already in his portfolio and that stock has been flatlining? I know we did answer this one just recently, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and the answer is, well, until it breaches one of the three rules. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, if, if the flatlining is still means it's going up in an upwards trend, I'd still hold it. But, um, yeah, I'll sell it if it becomes a three-point buy, uh, three-point sell line cross. Sell. Or if, you know, there's a 
something that uh, has happened abnormally in the company, like the CEO's retired or resigned or the CFO's resigned or independent board member has resigned and there's a bit of a no one really knows why, uh, then I'd, I'd think about selling and um, or if it has a qualified audit or uh, if I need the money for something else like, um, yeah, new golf clubs. <laughs> You need to sell shares out of your portfolio to buy new golf clubs. What? What? What are these golf clubs made of? Solid gold and diamond. What? What are you buying? Uh, if they if they went straighter, I'd definitely buy solid gold golf clubs, but they they don't. I bet you Trump yeah. plays with solid gold golf clubs. It sounds like the kind of thing he'd do. Oh, uh, if you want to laugh, read a read a book um, called Commander and Cheat by Rick Riley. It's about it's about Trump's golfing and how he cheats every time he plays. <laughs> of course he does. Mm. Yeah, and how he how he cheats the people who are suppliers to his golf course developments and how he cheats mm. the neighbours of the golf course properties. It's an amazing story. Mm. That's why he owns golf courses, isn't it? So no one can kick yeah. him off when he He's cheats. He's winning. He's winning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Uh, our mate in Sydney, Andrew, came to our last dinner down there. Uh, hi, Cam. Tony made a comment last week that he is fully invested and that he was waiting for something to sell. If there is a buying opportunity and he has no cash, does he ever take a little profit from part of his portfolio that has done well, even though it may be nowhere near the sell line? Only for golf clubs. <laughs> no, I don't. No. Uh, it's tempting sometimes, but uh, who knows whether the thing you buy is going to go up stronger than the thing you've sold. And if they're both going up, then you may as well stay where you are. Love the one you're with. That's your That's right. uh, yeah. slogan, right? Dance dance with the one you brung. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Yeah, so you will just, um, you know, you just, you, and I've tried to explain this to people in the past, the QAV scoring isn't necessarily just because one stock scores higher than another stock isn't any guarantee that it's actually going to perform better than another stock. No, you know we, right. you know we we think it might do based on the numbers, but uh, you you know you really don't know. It's it's not a it's this isn't um, this isn't well, what's a good analogy? I don't know. It's 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 more like. Um, probabilities then that's, uh, that's a good analogy yeah that's a good way to describe it yeah because if like if if i could if i knew for sure that the top half of our buy list was better buying in the bottom half then i'd raise the qav score so it's it's more like a quantum state if you're above point one you've got a better chance of succeeding than if you're below point one <laughs> don't don't bring quantum into it we've already got the <laughs> we've already got schrodinger i mean we don't want to <laughs> confuse people more but yeah it's not it's not it's like in terms of the sciences it's more like uh i don't know chemistry that or or quantum physics than newtonian physics now you got me doing quantum again but yeah it's probability yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. and look it it might sound a bit logical that when we buy I, i rank them first and then buy from the top um but uh yeah I mean, I, I would think you could buy from the bottom, just as good. Buy from mm. the bottom up, maybe. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I think one of the reasons why I buy from the top is because what we find is companies like, say, Fortescue Metals and Santos that we're holding on to, 
have risen already and that puts them at the bottom of the list so that's one reason to buy from the top mm. if so something's big, just turning it might be better so the big question is is tony a top or a bottom that's what we were trying to find <laughs> out here today we've decided he's a top and i haven't done enough research to work it out yet <laughs> i mean on the buy list uh yeah well you've been to vegas with me man like there was uh, plenty of opportunities when we were in vegas yeah, but I was staying with David Markham then. <laughs> Dance with the one you brung, Cam. <laughs> you did bring Markham. Yeah. Well, that's the end of the free episode for this week. For the brand new folks, I want you to know that each week we have a free episode and a premium episode. Free episode runs about half an hour. Premium episode usually runs for an extra half hour to an hour, depending on how many questions we have from our audience that week, because we spend a lot of that time answering questions. Uh, if you want to check out the premium episodes, you can go up to our website, qavpodcast.com.au and sign up for the two-week free trial. You get to have a look at the uh, premium episodes. You get to have a look at the checklist, the getting started guide, all of the video content that we have. Uh, you get invited to our VIP dinners and our VIP Zoom calls for club members. You get to ask Tony questions that we can answer. You get to get invited to our uh, Facebook group, our private Facebook group, etc., etc. So, And also we get a, a private uh, club member newsletter each week we send out as well with some stuff in it. So check that out, qavpodcast.com.au. But as I said, if you're brand new and you want to, you're trying to figure out what's going on, go back and listen to Season 3, Episodes 1, 3 and 5, 301, 303 and 305. And then you might also want to go back and listen to Season 1, as well, all of the free episodes in season one, where we go into a lot of detail about Tony's system and methodology and figure out if this is right for you, if it's something that you want to go further with, if you want to learn how to invest like Tony does, then you can check out the uh, QAV Club. Uh, the other thing I always have to say is we're not financial advisors, so don't take anything you hear on this as financial advice. This is just here to teach how one guy invests and thinks about investing. If you need financial advice or tax advice, please go see a financial advisor or tax advisor. Uh, with that, stay safe, good luck with your investing, and we'll be back next week. And of course, final note, please remember, don't take anything you hear on this podcast as financial advice. Before you buy or sell any shares, go see a financial advisor.